Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. Father, we just come before you and we thank you that you are setting us free. Jesus, it's for freedom that you set us free. You want a free people. You want people to live in freedom. You want people to enjoy their lives. Lord, you want people to enjoy this planet that you've made for us, Lord. You want us to most of all enjoy fellowship with you and fellowship with one another. So Father, we just ask that you would heal us, deliver us, set us free, and put us right in the race that you have for our lives. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Whoa. So tonight we're going to be doing um, a teaching that came up at the retreat that was very powerful. We had the wildest, wildest retreat. We cannot describe how wild this retreat was. Oh my gosh. We literally had a devil get so mad because somebody was getting free from something that was really hidden that they had no idea about. This will freak everybody, but that's okay. That the demon, when we were getting ready to expose it and make it leave, literally picked up the chair I was sitting in off the ground and flipped me onto the floor. <laughs> and, and if you were there, you'd be like, oh my gosh, we laughed so hard. We're like, the devil is so mad because all he could do was, flip. and I didn't get hurt at all. Um, neither did my little dog. Actually, we were in the process of getting healed, but I took myself out of the anointing because everybody's so worried about me. But um, everybody's looking like, it was so funny. <laughs> we were like, the, the people who aren't used to how real the, the spirit realm is, their eyes were all like this, like, did y'all see that? And Karen and I, we were laughing so hard because... The Lord's been putting on our heart that everything we've ever tasted in this ministry as he's been preparing us for the season we're now in over the last 30 years, everything we've ever tasted as a preview, we're about to have full force in this ministry. You have no idea all the things we've tasted. You just have no idea. So we're like, so I kept thinking, oh Lord, used to be, it used to be so supernatural at these retreats and, um, and here here, here, this thing got so mad. So we took authority over it and, and uh, somebody got free. And the spirit that was behind it was the fear of retaliation. So this Friday night, at, um, as we intercede for the nation, we're going to really intercede against the fear of retaliation that whistleblowers would have and different people who know what's going on in our nation and they know they want to say something about it. But how I many know? You can understand, especially when you keep seeing what happens when certain politicians, uh, somebody blows a whistle on them. It's amazing how much the suicide rate among those people go up. And so I'll just say this, we're going to pray. I'm believing for God to release, anoint and release journalists who are investigators to go after these things and solve these mysteries. Ho! And I'm just releasing that now in the name of Jesus Christ. There will be no more of this mafia type intimidation in this nation to try to stop us from walking in all that's true. We are the church people. We are the ones who have to take authority. Amen. We have to take authority. We've got to mean it. We've got to pray it. It's time to quit sitting back and just trying to get through your everyday problems. Amen. Get your eyes focused on him and his kingdom. Do the big things and he'll take care of all the little things. Amen. Amen. Nobody can hear you guys. Amen. All right. There are people in the building. Amen. But you need to really pray about the fear of retaliation because especially um, Friday night when we do this prayer, you want to be free from it. And this was somebody who had gotten free from the spirit, the fear of death, but they were abused as a child in a babysitting situation. 
and told, if you ever tell anyone, this is what we're going to do to you, this is what we'll do to your sister, that kind of thing. And had no idea that fear was still there. And so it came up in the retreat because of some things that were going on on the retreat. That What a wild retreat. And only God can get to all this stuff. Amen? And, and I just want to encourage everybody, just get this. Holy Spirit is God. Amen? He is the I am. He's the I am. He's the I am that I am. <laughs> There's nothing beside him. He has this. This is his, he, ever since he was sent from the Father. Amen? To do the work for this church age. And to then bring forth the bride for Christ. He was sent to mature a bride for Christ. Amen? He was sent to bring uh, everything to the exact timing um, to close the church age, to get right back on the calendar for the Jews seeing their Messiah, and then for their Messiah, our bridegroom king, coming through the clouds. Everything is orchestrated by God. It's powerful and mighty. Amen? The, the reason it doesn't go smoothly is not because of the Holy Spirit. Do you want to know why it doesn't go smoothly? It's not even because of the devil. It's because he chose to do this through his church. He chose. Holy Spirit. Just like Jesus, the word became flesh. God, the son. Amen. The word he's always been came in a human body where his mother was told to name him uh, Jesus or Joshua and Yeshua, whatever uh, whatever you're talking in Greek or Hebrew or whatever. But our Lord Jesus, amen, he came and his restraint was, you're going to do this as a man empowered by the Holy Spirit. That's how you're going to do everything you're going to do. But he was God, but he chose to live within that, if you want to say restraint, to fulfill the plan of God. Amen? Does everybody get that? Well, Holy Spirit is fully God. Amen? Holy Spirit is fully God. He could do it. He could blow everything up in a second. Amen? He could yawn and the whole planet could fall apart. Amen? But he has chosen to stick with the plan of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, which is to work through the people who are born again and therefore have Holy Spirit living in them. So everything that doesn't work out very good, it really is on the hands of the church. And why? Because we're not yielding to the Holy Spirit. We, the church almost doesn't understand who he is. And many of you don't understand who he is. Is there anything impossible for God? Is it even difficult for God? Um, I've been ministering to one person who, who's really struggling with um, a form of schizophrenia which is just a tormenting attack of the mind. And they just keep going back to this problem. And, but I have this problem with this, this physical problem. Then I have this problem. It's like, well, let's separate that problem. Is, is there anywhere in scripture that shows that God could heal that? Oh, yes. Was well, there anywhere in the scripture that shows God could take that? Oh, yes. So what's so big about your problem? Amen? Get out of the race where you think this is about you. Get out of the race where you think there's a little Holy Spirit and it's really you. And get into the real race where there's a powerful Holy Spirit and he just wants to live through your body to do the Father's will. And you get to go for the ride of a lifetime. Amen? And as he's doing the Father's will through your body, it's also going to include a lot of blessings for you. Amen? Household salvations, healings, deliverance. Being a light that shines, having favor everywhere you go. Okay, this is the race he wants us in. Amen? Not all about us and a little thinking about God and how much we failed and this and that. Just die to self and let him do what he wants. Amen? Does this not make anybody happy? Do you like trying to struggle your whole life and having very little to show for it? Or would you just kind of like to enter into his rest and let him do his God thing? Amen? It's as quick as believing, guys. It's as quick as seriously letting go of you trying to be in charge and the devil telling you what to do and how to do it and letting God be in charge. And I know God sends us 
many times some of the most hurt people and ground that's not that good to make me really learn how to teach this, to be quite honest. And a lot of people would see this say, oh yeah, doesn't everybody know that? But everybody doesn't know. There's a lot of hurt people that we kind of call the valleys who don't get what the mountains are running around shouting and hooting and hollering and thinking, you know, uh, this is easy. Amen? Okay. Nothing is impossible for God. This is very easy for God. This is so easy for Holy Spirit. Whatever you're asking God for, it's so easy for Holy Spirit. Think a minute. What are you asking God for that seems so hard for God? Is anybody asking God for something that seems really difficult for God to do that God's going, dang, I don't think I have that kind of power. I just don't think I have that kind of power. All right. So can we get our thinking off of us and onto the God who lives inside of us? Is that, is that too hard for you? <laughs> okay, get this. Holy Spirit can do any and everything. He's got everything completely where it needs to be. But he has chosen in this church age to use his church to be his voice, to be his hands, to be his feet, to say what he is saying. Do y'all get that? All right, Father, let the anointing come. Lord, we just break off every bit of witchcraft, every bit of heaviness that's being released over this place. Lord, right now, I thank you that you're going to give us ears to hear what the Spirit's saying. And Lord, who's ever praying for us in the wrong spirit, we ask right now that you bless them with deliverance and salvation. Ho! That you bless them, Lord God, with a revelation of the fear of the Lord. And we just give you praise, God, that the enemy would be so afraid of what you're doing here on Tuesday nights that he would try to interrupt. And so, Father, we just thank you for anyone who's praying for us that they would find you. In Jesus' name, amen. Ho! All right, clean up the atmosphere. Clean up the atmosphere. It's like a, it's like a haze over everybody. It's like, this is really easy and exciting news. Like, so, like, okay, time to do some warfare. Amen? Okay, you have that kind of authority. You have that kind of authority. Are you going to start walking in it? Now, I'm going to say this. I'm not talking just to you. There's going to be thousands of others who are going to be watching this. Do you take that authority out loud? I mean, devils don't read your mind. Just so you know, devils don't read your mind. They put thoughts in your mind, and they know they put them there, but they don't really know how you're responding to that thought except by what you do after you get that thought. So if you get that thought and you say, in the name of Jesus, whatever devil just gave me that thought, I ask that they give the punishment of Satan on Judgment Day. And I thank you, Father, that your word says, if I ask anything, believe it, it's done for me by you. Guess what? That devil just found out what happens when he gives you a thought. Now what happens when he gives you a thought? What happens when he gives you a dream? What happens when he messes with you? Because you don't get it. When he messes with you, he's messing with God. But you are in the way of God doing something about it. So let's get you out of the way and say what God would say. Do you think Holy Spirit wants to be pushed around by demons? Does anybody think the Holy Spirit wants to be pushed around by demons? The Bible says don't grieve the Holy Spirit. How many y'all, y'all better repent for grieving the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of grieving the Holy Spirit people in here and listening. How do you know? Because you don't stand up and say what God says to say. And you let your thought process think what's the devil saying? Poor me, this, that, and the other. Amen? Come on, we are not going to do that anymore. We are overcomers. Amen? We're overcoming the schemes of the enemy. Know the schemes of the enemy. Begin to boldly say what God says. Amen. Just boldly say what he says. No weapon formed against me can prosper in Jesus' name. Devil, you take your hands off of my kids. Devil, you take your hands off of my family. Take your hands off of this church in Jesus' name. Any devil that begins to mess with us, I ask that they get the punishment of Satan on Judgment Day. How many know I believe that? How many know I'm really asking the Father? And how many know there's a really high probability that on Judgment Day there's going to be a lot of scared demons and they're all going to know one thing they had in common. They all tried to bug me. Amen? Amen. Now, the, the only part that God requires is that you're willing to obey him, which is your reasonable service, and yield your whole body to him. Amen? That's your service. That's what's required for him to be Lord. Amen? So, that, is everybody cool with that? Here? Hopefully everybody's cool with that here. The other thing 
that he expects and he gives you the power to do is to not sin. Amen. So if you want to keep sinning, you're going to keep having some tormenting thoughts and things. So the, the thing, sell out. God, I'm yours. I am yours. I, does that mean you, the enemy's not going to try to tempt you? Yeah, but you know what? Don't just think he's going to win. Okay. <laughs> does anybody in here believe that if Satan tempts, if Satan tempts the Holy Spirit to look at pornography, how many in here thinks the Holy Spirit's going to fall into that sin? Anybody? Okay, if Satan tempts the Holy Spirit to get angry and cuss at the driver in front of you, does anybody think the Holy Spirit's going to fall into that sin? Anybody? Some of y'all look like you're not sure. <laughs> okay, so we know that the Holy Spirit is not going to fall into sin. Right? Right? He can be really bold, right? He can be really, he knows he's the righteousness. He's the righteousness in God, right? So, if Jesus Christ paid for every single sin issue that you ever had or ever could have, and he's asked us to repent, which means, God, I'm in agreement with you. I don't want to be in agreement with this. Break the power of this. Does everybody get what I'm saying? I want you to start having the mind of Christ. I want you to put on the mind of Christ. I want you to realize I'm supposed to respond to this as if I really know God lives inside of me. Okay, I'm giving y'all, I'm giving y'all homework. And this is homework that's going to last the rest of your life. From now on, before you respond, you stop and think, how does Holy Spirit want to respond? Whoa. Remember everybody had those, what would Jesus do bracelets? Well, we need, you need to put a guard on your mouth and not respond through your carnal thinking you need, sometimes you just need to know this to actually say, wow, this, yeah, I need to do this. Amen? How many think, wow, this is good. This was worth coming out tonight for. This should change everything, right? This should change everything. This isn't a how would Holy Spirit do it. This is Holy Spirit, how do we respond to this? Holy Spirit, how do you want to respond? If he's the one leading you, shouldn't he have the say in how to respond? So if somebody's cussing you out, your flesh might want to respond by, oh, I'm so bad. Your, your, or your flesh might want to respond with, I'm going to tell him off. I'm going to tell him a thing or two, right? Nobody cares how your flesh wants to respond. How does Holy Spirit want to respond? This is how you can begin to hear the Lord. How do you want to respond, Holy Spirit? How about a real relationship with the real God that you begin to recognize Wow, he has a way to respond to this. How many can already kind of get in your spirit like, wow, this could change things some? Because a lot of it people just don't think about. I, I really, in your notebooks or whatever, write down, from now on, I'm going to stop and ask the Holy Spirit, how does he want to respond? Jesus did that when um, Pilate was asking him questions. The Holy Spirit, how do I respond to this? Well, he's sincere. He might become a believer. Tell him this. Herod was just mocking and making fun of Jesus. How do I respond to this? Don't say a word. Y'all are going to grow up this year. Amen if you're not. And all of us are going to grow up some. When your spouse is doing something to irritate you, I know that hardly ever happens around here for anybody, or your children, from now on you're not going to respond in your flesh. You, you are called to crucify your flesh, okay? You get that? You are called to crucify your flesh. That's your job. Okay, that's your job. Why is that your job? Because that's the point where you make a decision every single thing you do. Am I going to do this my way? Or am I going to recognize Holy Spirit lives inside of me? Holy Spirit has a way he wants to respond to this. And I want to get to a place of maturity to agree with him and even know how he's going to respond most of the time and already be in agreement with responding without having to talk to him about it. This wasn't even on the notes. This is going to change some of you because if you're a man pleaser, don't act like Holy Spirit's a man pleaser. The Holy Spirit is not going to have you responding to demons as if they're your friend. Holy Spirit's not afraid of demons. Holy Spirit's not afraid of letting a prodigal run away until they get their life together and come back uh, humbled and wanting God. Amen? Yes, 
Amen? Now we're going to talk about something in a minute to help you with this, but I wouldn't even think any of this. This is a, this is a God, no question about it, um, way to help those watching and you guys. Okay, I, I don't want you to leave here forgetting this, okay? Because if I don't say anything else tonight, I just told you something so powerful to change you to stop living in the mind, the carnal mind, and begin to automatically make the choice to have the mind of Christ. To make that choice. How many know the enemy is not going to sit there and listen to the devil tell you how bad you are? Holy Spirit is not going to sit there. Okay, the enemy will sit there all day if you listen to him. Okay, Holy Spirit is not going to sit there and want to think about what the devil's saying to you, right? So when you allow the devil to speak to you and you're a born-again believer, you are basically telling Holy Spirit, I don't really care what you think about this. I'm going to listen to your enemy who hates you, hates me, wants to destroy me. I'm going to listen to what he has to say right now. Uh, Holy Spirit, could you just be quiet a second? How ridiculous Every tormenting thought, that's what you're doing. Every tormenting thought, that's what you're doing. Every tormenting thought, that's what you're doing. No wonder you lose your cell and mind. You have authority if you're born again. Okay? You have authority if you're born again to be led by the Holy Spirit. You have authority to choose to be led by the Holy Spirit. You have authority to cast down imaginations. You have authority to believe God's word. Amen. You have that authority. I want you to, if you're born again, say, okay, let's make sure everybody's born again. And then people who are watching. Here is how you get born again. Okay. First of all, you do not get born again because of hidden knowledge. So there are people who think they're born again, but they're Pharisees who only know what the word says, but they don't have the Holy Spirit of the word. Okay. So the way to get born again is not because you want authority. It's not because you want, uh, it can't be about you. You get born again when you recognize that there is a God and that Jesus Christ is truly the son of God and is God. And he really died for your sins And you have to hear that by your heart or your spirit. And we're going to talk about this is our topic tonight. You're going to hear this in a minute. If you're really born again, how do you know if you're really born again? How do you know if you're born again is not hidden knowledge? Let me go ahead and share for those watching. To get born again. You've got to feel, even when we're sharing or you hear somebody preach about Jesus or you hear somebody uh, say the, the prayer to accept Christ as Lord, something in your spirit starts coming to life. There's like something changes. And you, even though your brain can't understand it, you're like, yeah, I don't get it. But something's real about this. Like those who are watching us say, I don't get it. But that woman is talking about something that has to do with Jesus Christ. And I don't know why, but I want to hear. There's something about what she's saying that maybe doesn't make sense. But my heart wants to hear it. Okay. No one can get saved unless the Holy Spirit draws them. Okay. No one can get saved. Getting saved is not a reasoning thing to do. Getting saved is the spirit of God is calling you into the kingdom. Amen? Amen. Remember, he's got the book with everybody's name. <laughs> he knows, okay, we got to get this one. Their name's in this book, but they don't know us yet. All their names. In, you know what we ought to do as evangelists? We ought think of, okay, there are people whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the earth who aren't saved yet. Where are they, Holy Spirit? Whoa, wouldn't this be an awesome way to go out on evangelism? Instead of trying to talk everybody into it. Holy Spirit, you know whose name is written in your book. That doesn't know you yet. I want to introduce them to you. Amen. I want to introduce them to you. Man, I feel this in my spirit. Who is it, God? Who, Holy Spirit, is there somebody, is there somebody here? Right now, Holy Spirit, there's somebody watching right now. Or they're going to be watching when we show this over the next week. And their name is written in your Lamb's Book of Life. And they don't know you yet. So Holy Spirit, right now, as they're watching, draw their attention. I think you're drawing their attention to, wow, I think she's talking to me. 
And if that's you, then now you need to recognize, I don't get this, but I feel I'm being drawn to this Jesus. And he died for my sins. Wow, that's cool. And he lived a sinless life. He died for my sins because my sins separated me from God. Now he took care of that. They're out of the way. And now by his spirit, I can live this life of being led by the Holy Spirit and being born again. Born by God's spirit. So Father, whoever those people are watching... And their name is in your book, the Lamb's Book of Life, from the foundations of the earth. And you've been wanting to get a hold of them. Right now, God, I thank you they're going to watch this. I thank you they're going to know I'm talking to them. They're not going to understand how. And they're just going to cry out, Jesus is Lord. And if they confess that with their mouth, after believing in their heart, in their spirit, they will be born again. Lord, change all of our thinking we're all trying to do this in our own strength and we're not called to do this in our own strength. It's impossible. It's amazing we've done as well as we have. Amen. You need to begin to pray. God, bring some Holy Spirit. You know whose name is in that book that you want me to talk to today. So bring them along my path. Lord, you know which family member's name is in that book. And I pray they're all in there. But you know which one is going to say yes to you today that's going to cause a domino effect with the rest of them. See, you would look at it different than you're going out to see who you can talk into believing in Christ. Lord, where are they, Holy Spirit? He already knows. Think how many people we walk by and he's like, wait a minute, <laughs> they're, they're in the book. I want to go talk to them. That's why don't get upset if somebody's not interested. Oh, maybe you're not in the book. They'll be like, what book? The Lamb's Book of Life. Unless your name's in there from the foundation of the earth, you can't get saved. So if you're really not interested at all, maybe your name's not in there. Then they'll be chasing you all over. Wait a minute! I want my name in there! <laughs> Amen! I'm telling you right now how evangelism should be. Holy Spirit in charge. Only, I'm going to give this to only he knew. I got a phone call years ago. Someone needed... <laughs> had a client who needed a devil cast out. Well, they didn't know how to cast out a demon. They didn't know if they believed in him. All they knew was, my client wants a devil cast out. So they asked somebody, do you know anybody who cast out demons? And my name came up. So then somebody calls and says, this is a strange conversation, but I'm such and such. And I have a client who thinks they have a demon. They did. They were right. And um, I hear you cast them out. We talk about somebody who really steps all out there for their clients. So I'm like, I said, so Lord said, Lord said, tell them to come over. So I said, okay, you, yeah, your clients can come over. So before they even get there, the Lord says to me, the person, the person who wants me to cast, the person who wants the demon cast out of them, they don't want me. They just don't like being an alcoholic that's messing up their fake spirituality. So don't talk to them. Okay, but the lady who's bringing them, he didn't say this, her name's in my book of life and she doesn't know it. Tell her about me. Now I'm serious. He had that conversation with me before that they got there. Anyway, it was a wild time. We watched the Jesus crucifixion and there's probably sitting like, what is this woman doing? And then afterwards I looked to the one and I said, God's not talking to you. Because you just want to play games. You want to keep, you just don't want to be an addict, but you want everybody to think you're spiritual, but you don't want Christ. And then I said to them, but you're, God brought you here today. And that person got saved, however many years ago that was, and is still saved and is still serving God today. That's God's idea of evangelism. Is this awakening anything in any of you? Whew, I feel it. He wants to do his God thing. We want to, as of today, consciously, recognize him talk to him and ask him what he wants to do Lord what do, what do we want to do I want everybody to put the brakes on of responding from their emotions responding from their brains responding in any way except Lord what are we supposed to do some of you have children and family members that aren't saved and you've been trying to witness for years stop doing it through your thinking do you know when you do it through your thinking, you're kind of doing it like it's a hopeless cause, but you're desperate. 
Lord told me when, when one of my sons was in a rebellious stage, God says, don't worry, his name's in the book. Does that mean I sit back? No, I pray. Well, Lord, bring him to you. Lord, show him what to do. Show me what to do. Show me how to respond. Okay? Is this helping people? From now on, it's going to be, how do I respond to this? Now, remember, Satan has conditioned you to respond the way he wants you to. You respond to your children the way he wants you to. If they see you as critical, if they see you as mean, if they see you as not loving them. And you may not know it, but you may have judged how a parent handled you as a child. And you find yourself doing the same thing. We're going to repent of all that. Amen? Lord, how do you want me to do this? Instead of quick reaction. Critical spirit can, that's a demonic spirit. Really quick, this is how I see things. And come on, we, we've all walked in some of this. Amen? How many want to get free from all this? Lord, show me. Show me. I, I know there's someone who comes and, and they had a brain tumor a long time ago and they feel like it stops them from being able to think straight or here. Well, Jesus, Holy Spirit didn't have a brain tumor. Amen? Holy Spirit does not need your body to be in perfect condition before he can talk to you. You just need to have faith that he's bigger than anything that ever's happened to you. Amen? See, you've got, remember we're doing the whole thing about gardening? You've got to go and get rid of some of these bad ground, amen? You've got to dig up these seeds that say, well, when, this, when I get healed, then... No, from now on, he is first in your decisions, amen? He is first in your actions. He is first in your reactions, amen? And repent for where he hasn't been first. Repent for where you haven't let him teach you the ways of the kingdom, amen? Yay! All right. Remember, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So whenever condemnation tries to talk to you, even when I'm telling you something like this, that's a demon. You need to tell condemnation, get under your feet in Jesus' name. You're interrupting my time here. Amen. <laughs> get out of my heart. I don't want you around anymore. <laughs> shut up. Holy Spirit, tell me, tell you shut up in Jesus' name. You're defeated. You go be depressed. I'm not joining you. Amen. No, you're not taking me to get high because you are so low. You're coming out. Amen. In Jesus' name. When you tell a demon to come out of you in Jesus' name, you need to see the power that raised Jesus from the dead of the Holy Spirit inside of you going, you heard her, you heard him, get out. Oh, and it shouldn't take a long time. If you see everything from a kingdom perspective of who lives in you, and who is really in charge? Because you called Jesus Lord. Amen? Jesus said, it's better that I go, that I send the comforter. Why? Because Jesus could only be with you when he was with you. But the Holy Spirit, he knew. You, Jesus like, look, you guys don't get this. When I go, sit at the right hand of the Father, pray interceding for you, you're going to actually get to have the same Holy Spirit in you that I had in me. And I know how great that is. So he was so excited. He said, it's better that I go. Because you're going to get so close to me. Because you're going to be so close to Holy Spirit. You're going to be so one with the Godhead. Amen? You're going to rule and reign with Christ. Amen? And those things that the devil has you do, that keeps you feeling condemned and bad, you're going to rise up and take authority over them in Jesus' name. You're not going to wait for the next altar call. You're going to do it now. I am not who the devil says that I am. I have the mind of Christ. I'm going to treat my spouse the way God wants me to treat my spouse. I'm going to treat my children the way God wants me to treat my children. And I'm going to agree with him. And everything in the way of that is something devil put in me that's got to leave. In Jesus' name. And I'm declaring war on the demons inside of me or affecting me or generational curses. They have no authority. Why? Because Christ lives in me. My identity is in Christ. It's not in my skin color or what the heck they're saying in our crazy culture right now. You're not going to make me hate myself because you hate yourself. Of course the devil hates me. He hated me before I knew Christ and he probably hates me more now that I have authority over him in Christ. Hey. To go from being able to beat me up, do whatever he wants, maybe believe lies, twist who God is, anything he wants to do, to now him being under my feet, I bet he doesn't like that. But I'm going to agree with God. I think it's pretty cool. That God would want me to put the devil under my feet. Amen? Amen. 
But you got to quit being afraid of him. And you got to quit agreeing with them. And you got to quit figuring out in your brain what you better agree with or something bad's going to happen. We need to deal with the fear of retaliation. Amen. Well, what if I, what if I tell them, you're out of here because the way you cuss me out. Some of you got grown kids living in your house, still cussing in your house. How can you have somebody cussing in your house when you're the one who owns the house? Watching filth in your house? Are you kidding do you really think Holy Spirit wants that in that house? And do you really think he's looking the other way and saying, oh, you're just showing unconditional love? Do you think Holy Spirit's big enough to keep your drug addict child alive when you kick their butt out and quit enabling them? So you got to know, no devil's going to come while I'm praying and believing and taking authority and being led of God. I'm not afraid of what the devil's going to do because the devil's not in charge. Holy Spirit's in charge. Because I'm praying, I'm believing, I'm fasting. Does everybody get this? Because when you think, well, if I play patty cake with the devil here, he won't kill my child who's on drugs because you let the devil in your house from generational curses and you haven't kicked him out yet. Can I get an amen? Do y'all really think the thing you fear isn't going to happen because you're playing patty cake with the devil? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm not saying, Satan knows how to beat you down and beat you down and beat you down and beat you down and beat you down. Use you, use them, use whoever. It's time to break free from that. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. How can I be depressed if I no longer live? Not the, I wish I wasn't living. Well, just go ahead and tell the devil to kill you. That's what you just gave him an invitation for. Which way do you want him to do it? A long, painful death of cancer or something? I'm just saying, quit speaking death. Quit agreeing with the enemy. Plain and simple, rise up with the mind of Christ. Amen? What would the Holy Spirit say? What would the Holy Spirit say? When you minister to someone, when you have a relationship and talk to someone, always say, what? wait a minute, what would God be saying about this? Ask for wisdom. Now, did you get your little worksheets? Thank you, Nicole. You should have seen the horrible version I gave her of this. You should have seen what I made a brain look like. Anyhow. <laughs> Even my mouth, the lips... I'm not a good, I'm not an artist. All right, ears to hear. Hearing by the Spirit. All right, hearing with your spiritual ears as you hear in your heart or your spirit. Then your renewed mind checks what you're hearing. And then your soul comes in agreement with what the Spirit is saying. That's your agreement. And then you speak in faith. This is how every believer who the Lord says, if you have ears to hear, if you have eyes to see. He's saying, what is it? Uh, is your spiritual being where you operate from? Or is it your carnal flesh being that you operate from? If you operate connected to the Holy Spirit, you're not going to cuss. You're not going to get into um, anger, except righteous anger. You're not going to bring death into situations. Amen. You're not going to hurt people with your words. You're not going to crush your own children or your spouse or, or other people who are close to you. Even pastors. How many? Okay, there's no condemnation in Christ. How many know we're all digging up out of this? Amen. How many know we're all digging up out of this? Amen. And just because you're quiet and never say, say anything doesn't mean you're passive aggressive demons don't bother people just as much as someone who says theirs out loud. Amen. Being quiet is not being good because you need to be bold when you need to be bold. Holy Spirit's not happy when you just get pushed around by demons and never speak truth in love. Amen. He's not happy when people are sinning all around you and you won't have the boldness to say what he wants to say to save them. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right. There's scriptures there. We'll look over some of them. You can see them. Um, Matthew eleven fifteen, Matthew thirteen fifteen through sixteen, Matthew thirteen forty three, Mark four nine, Mark four twenty three, Luke eight eight, Luke fourteen thirty five. These are all scriptures where Jesus says, "Let those who have ears hear what the Spirit's saying." He said this a lot. 
in his parables, in the things he was teaching. He was basically putting a truth out there that when you get born again, you are going to have spiritual ears to understand. Now, he would explain these things to his disciples, right? Because they didn't have spiritual ears yet. They weren't born again yet, but they were around him and they could understand and begin to understand his ways. Amen. Because they were also going to write all these things down for us to read. Amen. So here, here's Jesus living, knowing who he is, living in that now, but knowing what's coming. And so he's doing all these things at one time. Isn't he amazing? And so he's saying, he, get spiritual ears. Get spiritual ears. Get spiritual eyes. We're going to believe for God to give us more, uh, uh, stronger spiritual ears and spiritual eyes. Because you can only get the faith that comes by hearing in the word of God is with spiritual ears, not natural ears. That's why when God tells you something and he drops it in your spirit, many times it happens like right away. You all have heard my story about my little dog who was dying and they, they couldn't do anything for her. Found out she had had a um, deformed little liver I think or something and she had gotten around some flea poisoning and stuff and between that everything was shutting down there was nothing they could do to help her and so they basically sent her home to die and this was about three years ago and I couldn't really come up with a scripture to know that God was going to heal her to ask anything believing without doubting but that one didn't hit me right so I'm going to show you something about how to hear and not hear now, if I'm hearing with my mind, then I might say, ask anything, believing without doubting, it'll be done by your Father in heaven. Okay, that's a truth, right? But if I'm getting it from here, it has no power to heal my little dog. Amen. But when I'm praying, I say, God, I, I got to have a, is there a scripture? What can you give me? Can, are you going to heal my dog? And then he says, even the little doggies eat the crumbs from the table, is what the woman said to him. And then the Lord said to me, what is healing called? I said, the bread. He said, so what would a crumb be? I said, healing for the dogs. God says, your dog's healed. Right then, in the spirit, with spiritual eyes, I saw a crumb from his table. It was like the size of a cereal box. So Lord, if that hits my dog in the head, it'd be in trouble. And the minute I saw in the spirit that... <laughs> big crumb fall, my dog was instantly healed. Instantly healed. Now before that, and I'm not a fanatic about dogs, and I would have been okay if my dog didn't get healed right away or whatever. My other dog got raised from the dead. I, did, I like pets, and I'm fine with it, but, you know, I'm okay if they're not in heaven. And if they are, that's fine too, as long as I don't have to take care of them all the time. No, I can't come out tonight because nobody will watch my dog, Jesus. Sorry. Oh, you guys are all traveling to go hang out, do something down on earth tonight. And then, no, my, I don't have anybody to watch the dog. I can't, I can't put the dog out. Nobody can come hardly take care of my dogs. Some of y'all have like a daggone zoo when you get up there of everything you ever had. Anyway. So however it works. It works, but dogs do not have spirits. If they're going to be in heaven, they'd have to get a spirit being somehow, and God could work that. But anyway, because everything's spirit in, in heaven. It's a spirit, spirit realm. Amen? And anybody who's all upset about that, crump. When you get there and you see Jesus, you'll be okay with however he made it, all right? But anyhow... But I had to have a vision for what I was asking. I'm just giving a simple situation. And I remember thinking when my little dog couldn't get up, couldn't hold her head up or anything, I thought, God, I'd love to see this dog at least one more time. Just run down our long driveway when my husband's coming home from work and just run and meet him at the truck. Just one more time. And I got to tell you, this, I, I'm a thankful person. Amen. Even to this day, that little dog runs up the driveway, because God healed my dog, runs up the driveway, even though she's really old now. She still does a little run up the driveway. And every time I see her running up the driveway towards my husband and him getting out of his truck, I, I just thank God. It's like, Lord, you just gave me this extra day to see this. So his people perish without vision. So you want spiritual eyes, people. You want spiritual eyes. You need to see what God is saying, not what the doctors are saying. You need to say, see what God is believing. Amen? 
Does everybody get this? Is everybody kind of getting this? When you were born again, you got spiritual eyes and spiritual ears. It's not a cute saying. It's who you really are. When, if, if you're not raptured, if we're not trans, you know, twink, become changed in the twinkling of an eye, these earth bodies are going to go down to the ground. Amen. But your spirit being is real and it's born again. And you'll have eyes to see and ears to hear for real. Amen? For real. What's going on in, in, in the spirit realm? If you're born again, you have to have a spiritual ears and spiritual eyes. Okay? We, we should expect it. So repent of anything bad you've said about it. Anything where you said, well, that can be somebody else's. Oh, okay. What if God said, okay, if you decide you don't want spiritual ears and spiritual eyes, are you saying for eternity you want to be blind and deaf? Is there anybody in here who wants to be blind and deaf for eternity? Yeah. Let me tell you what too, don't give the devil that for this earthly. So we need to embrace that he wants us to have spiritual eyes and spiritual ears, amen? Just because we see some people get off track and, and have fake stuff going on is no reason to not want the real, Amen? amen? So Friday nights, we're going to go more and more after spiritual eyes and spiritual ears. And Lord, help us to hear. Help us to see. Help us to know what's going on. It's really only normal for those who are born again. Amen? How many know Satan tries to hold you back from that? He doesn't want you to see all that he, God has going. You would have a ton of faith if you could see in the spirit. All right. So you got two examples here. I believe that a lot of Christians operate in the wrong kind of hearing. I believe many, thank God, renew their minds. Okay, so they read the word, read the word, study the word, read the word, study to be proved. All that's good. It renews your mind. It's not the mind of Christ. It cannot take the place of, your, of the mind of Christ. It's not meant to take the place of the mind of Christ. And it does not have the power... To bring faith, that hearing by the, the Spirit of God does. How, how many know a lot of Christianity is hidden knowledge Christianity? Okay, and they wonder why it doesn't work. Is everybody getting this? Now, God, don't, don't buy a lie that you can't hear or see in the Spirit. Because there's a devil telling you that and it's not true. God did not make you born again blind and deaf. Amen? He didn't make you born again blind and deaf. Amen? All right. So over here, the wrong hearing. Matthew 13, 15, Mark 8, 18, Acts 28, 27, Romans 11, 8, and Philippians, the whole thing on three. We don't have time to do all these because we're going to break up into groups. So you can go study these. But I just want you to see this. When we were helping someone see and get free. Now, a Pharisee spirit is when you actually have a religious demon that jumps into the equation and you have a renewed mind, but this demon actually has you convinced that you're speaking for God. But it's not coming from your spirit. And it's not coming from the heart of God. And it brings death. Jesus does not. Uh, he calls them vipers. Now you can get a Pharisee spirit. By thinking. That you're really right with God. And, and, and I believe these people think they are. I don't think anybody's trying to not be. But they don't understand how this even works. That's why Jesus came to demonstrate what real authority looks like. He came to demonstrate what hearing the Father looks like. He came, he tells you, you'll know them by the love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, long-suffering, patience, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now, I personally think way too many people in the church operate out of the Pharisee spirit or the intellect. Now, I want you to really hear this because if you take on a Pharisee spirit, then you punish and criticize and constantly try to control people through using the scriptures. Whether it's your children, your spouse, your kids, if you're a teacher, a pastor, or leader, okay? It's like, well, you know, the word says this, the word says this. And I did this a little bit 
when my son was really sick and I had him so afraid that if he said, if he didn't say the word just right, then and he was super sick. That, that, that he was, in other words, he felt like he was responsible for keeping himself alive and he was like seven years old. My intentions were good. My intentions were, you know, this is the sword of the spirit. This is what God says. We need to say what God says. But in fear, it was trying to make him do it even as I was trying to make it happen. That's called pretended faith. And when that finally broke off of me, everything changed. Amen? Some of you live in pretended faith. Some of you don't even know the word enough to have pretended faith. You're just lazy. Not here. Not anybody here. But I'm sure some that are watching. Amen? So we need to see where am I really at? So I want you to know how this works. I want a relationship with God. He died so I could have a relationship with God. Amen? My Lord is Jesus Christ. He's the one who has a glorified body. He put himself in human flesh to become my Lord, to become my Savior, to redeem mankind. He is my Lord. He is the bridegroom king. He is uh, everything relationship-wise. Amen? But he will take me into the Father who loves me, and I can have a relationship with the Father through the Son. Amen? And then the Holy Spirit is God. Holy Spirit lives in every single born-again born believer. You will not get into the kingdom unless the Holy Spirit lives in you, no matter how much Bible you know. Everybody take a second and think of a time that you know that you know the Holy Spirit was talking to you. It could be through something that was happening, through somebody else, but it changed you. Does everybody in this room know, they know that they know there's a time like that? Everybody? Is there anybody who doesn't? Okay. If, if it doesn't, we want to make sure that you're born again. How hard it would be to try to walk this out and not be born again. But I know the person raised their hand, they were in a cultish kind of religion that says it's Christian, but it's based all on rules, 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 and hid knowledge of the Word of God. It doesn't mean that people didn't find Christ there, okay? doesn't mean some people aren't, but they didn't get saved because of the teaching. They got saved because somewhere in their heart they wanted to know this God. So the key is, do you want to know Jesus Christ? I'll say, that we won't put this person on camera. Do you want to know Jesus Christ? You don't have to talk out loud, just shake your head. Do you want to know Jesus Christ? Do you really want a relationship with Jesus Christ? If it never changes your work environment, if it never brings the wife of your dreams, do you still want to know Jesus Christ? You, you want to know him as a friend. You want to have a relationship with him. Okay, so we're all going to say this together with you and with those watching. Heavenly Father, I want to know Jesus Christ. I want a relationship with Jesus Christ. A real relationship with him. I want to hear him and see him with my spiritual ears and eyes. I want a fellowship with him. I want to know the Father and the Holy Spirit. I repent of, ex of accepting hid knowledge and reasoning as the same as relationship. I ask you to forgive me. Heal me. Of where I'm not able to have close relationships. That's a lie from the enemy. You made me in your likeness. To have relationships. I want that in my life. And I repent. For taking on anything to take the place of real relationships. I repent of performance, independent spirit, and a Pharisee spirit. I'm made in your likeness, God. So I am perfectly able to be set free to enjoy relationships. And I break the lie that no one would want a relationship with me if they really knew me. That's a lie from the pit of hell. 
I made in your image, God. In your likeness, God. I was created to have a relationship with you and with others. And you know what you're doing, God. So I agree with you. And I break the power of this false creator who tried to keep me in hid knowledge and not heart knowledge. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo, feel that one. Whoa. Whew. Now, when the enemy wants to tell you, yeah, but it's not for you, you're going to have to say, shut up in the name of Jesus. First of all, the devil's a liar. So if he says that, you're pretty sure it is for you, right? Right? Satan wants to push you in a corner and say, everybody but you, everybody but you. You need to push him in the corner. Devil, Jesus Christ died for me. You have no authority in my life. I want you to shut up. I ask that you get the punishment of Satan on Judgment Day. How dare you try to make me less than who God made me to be? I'm not listening to you anymore. Some of you had better start talking out loud. Maybe not where you're working or anything. But you're going to have to start saying. You listen. And until you say it out loud to stop it, you're not stopping him. Amen? Sometimes you have to say this stuff out loud. Is this helping anybody? Now you can have little tiny places where you hear God because you've been conditioned to believe God to, to talk to you during worship at church or this and that. Okay? That's awesome. He wants to talk to you all the time. Could, could you imagine you have your family at home, whether it's your husband and some children, whatever, and, and, and you, go, you, go, you all go to church so you all talk. But then the minute you get home, nobody talks to each other again until we get to church. Okay? That's dysfunctional, people. Amen? And that's how we treat God. You should expect to hear him all the time. You should expect he's going to talk to you. Now, you don't want to fake, but he'll, he'll break down everything that needs to be breaking down, broken down. Amen? You need to spend time talking to the Holy Spirit, to Holy Spirit, and saying, Holy Spirit, I want spiritual ears and spiritual eyes. I only want the real deal. I only want the Holy Spirit. See, the only reason to want any of this is because you want to know God. Not because you want to fit in. Not because you want people to think you're spiritual. Not because you want to prove something about yourself. The only way to only get the Holy Spirit is to only want the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? I, I actually really want a relationship with God. Light bulb, light bulb. And so many people don't even think about that when they ask Christ to be their Lord. Do y'all get how awesome it is that we can have a relationship with God? Everybody else can just be religious, which is know about God and talk about God. We can actually have a relationship with him. And we need to let him get everything out of the way. A Pharisee spirit needs to get under your feet. What does that mean? You are so conditioned to answer from your head the right Bible verse to your husband, to your children, to the kids you maybe teach in Sunday school, to talking to your pastor. It's like, you know the scripture to say, well, yay, hurrah. There's no life in it unless it comes from your heart. So here's how it's supposed to work. I want you to get this. He wants to talk to you spirit to spirit. Then when he talks to you, you take what he says, and if you have a renewed mind, you're like, oh, that's in the scriptures. I agree with that. And then if you speak that out of your mouth, there's power. So like you're praying about something, and we've been talking about this and talking. I just think a lot of people don't know the really how to do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we've been so in our heads about God for so long, we don't even know how to do this. So this is sometimes like basic elementary teaching on how to have a relationship with God that's real. Like any relationship, you've got to have ears to hear and you've got to talk back and you've got to make time for the relationship. But you can begin to make this everyday part of life and make sure it's real or else they're going to put you away somewhere because there won't be fruit of it and, and the devil will torment you and drive you crazy. Just to be honest. So the key is I only want a relationship with God. 
For real. I really want a relationship with God. I'm not trying to get wealthy. I'm not trying to everything be great. Because he promised me I'll have trouble tomorrow. That's the Jesus I'm asking to know. <laughs> I'll promise you this. There'll be trouble tomorrow. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it when we get there. Yay! Tomorrow I'll get to ask him about what do we do about this? And then I wait. Whew, I wait for something to come into my spirit. Now let me tell you, it could be what I'm preaching tonight. Wow, you were talking exactly about what I was asking God about today. <gasps> he just talked to you. He just talked to you. Amen? Amen. They're like, whoa, that's exactly what I needed to hear. That's his, that's his spirit coming out of me, talking directly into your spirit. And then you get it. And then all of a sudden you get like this yay inside. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, wow. When God talks to us, there should be some kind of excitement. My gosh, he's God. I mean, I get excited when John, my husband, talks to me. How much more when God talks to me? God talks to me more than John talks to me, but it's still. Amen. God is called the word, people. He likes to talk. Amen. He likes to talk. He would preach for hours and hours and hours and then go somewhere else and preach for hours and hours and hours. Every time letting God talk through. Jesus was letting the Father talk through him. He was letting the Spirit reveal what God is saying. Amen? So I want you to get it. For this to be real, I've got to hear him with my spiritual ears. We call that our heart. Amen? I've got to see him with my spiritual eyes. So when I'm worshiping and I start to see what it could be like or what he could be like, or I'm listening to one of those songs about deep worship and I really feel like I'm in the, the throne room of God. Amen? I don't need to see it with my natural eyes. Because my spiritual eyes are more real in the sense of eternal. My spiritual eyes are eternal. And I can't worry about people who make it up because they're not really wanting God. They're just hurt and they need some deliverance. Amen? So one thing we need to do is repent for ever using God's word from our head to come out of our mouth out of fear. Or trying to prove something. Or even believe in ourselves that that is relationship. That that's a relationship with God. Amen? You can renew your mind all you want and not be born again and die and go to hell. You can also renew your mind, really have a very infant relationship with God and be on your way to heaven, but not have a really maturing relationship with God here. Amen? Does everybody get that? When a relationship grows, you want to be with that person. You start to understand that person more. You start getting excited about what are you going to do today? So if you're really hearing God, that's what happens with your relationship with God. That's why he says you've fallen from your first love when he rebukes that one church in Revelations. Now I'm going to tell you something. I think some of you got saved without a first love experience with Christ. And so it's more hid knowledge and knowing that it's the right thing that has anything to do with the relationship. Why would he call it first love if he doesn't expect it to happen when you first... Why would he say return to your first love? So, so one thing you need to be is like, you know what? I need, to, <laughs> I need to go and ask God for a first love encounter. Because I got saved and stayed in condemnation. I got saved and it became more hidden knowledge. I got saved because I knew he was real. But I really never entered into a first love kind of thing that could grow into deep love. Am I talking to anybody? So let's ask Holy Spirit. That's what he's here for. Amen. So in your own words, whispering to Holy Spirit. Tell him your heart's desire. To have a love relationship with Jesus Christ. Wow, I can feel it. Just tell him. Whisper it to him. Tell him how excited you are. That it's for you too. Now tell him that you know he's big enough to get anything out of the way that would try to stop it. Remember, he's a jealous God. The Holy Spirit, thank you for making this real in people's spirits. Thank you for awakening 
a love for you in their spirits right now, a desire to know you, to walk with you, to find out how real you are. For only one reason, to know you, to know you, to know you. Whether you ever have a big ministry for them, whether anybody ever even knows your name, none of that matters. They just want to know you. So Lord, we give you praise. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing us to this revelation tonight. In Jesus' name. You know, for me personally, I've been a Christian for years. It wasn't until I read Good Morning Holy Spirit that I ever heard of somebody having a day-to-day conversation with God. And it just lit my spirit up. Like, I can have this. And then there's other, we have some of the books back there. There's Romancing the Divine that gets you all really recognizing how real this can be. So, so begin to pray about what do I listen to and what, what do I go to. And just know, Lord, I'm doing this because I want you. I'm not doing this to prove anything. Amen? And hate. The reason Jesus only talked really rudely to religious spirit or Pharisee spirit was because it was something that was trying to take his place in someone's life. He wasn't angry at the people. He's angry at them agreeing with the spirit that this is about hid knowledge. I want you to get angry at that devil who made you think this was about hid knowledge. Ho! And rules and regulations and never really opening up your heart that this is about a relationship. My goodness, he says, I'm a husband to the one without a husband. I'm a father to the fatherless. He's like, I can be every relationship. All you need is him. Amen. Now, if you love this teaching, and you better say you love this teaching, then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also, check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.